0: You are listening to the Super Mom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 90. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.comslash 90. Welcome to the Super Mom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Super Happy New Year. It is 2021. Let's we're hoping for a better one. 2020 was a bit crazy, but you know what? 2021 is looking even crazier if that's possible. So we're gonna. Do something deliberately different this year, right? We're going to uplift and raise the energy, raise our optimism, increase our health. We're going to do all the good things. New Year is a great time for a restart, a refresh, and it's a great time to be a life coach. <laughs> so I just want to thank you, all of you who've been listening to this podcast. This is Been a challenging year for so many of us. And for me, what I find I miss the most is connecting with other humans. So every time you leave a review or you reach out to me through email, you ask me a question to put on the podcast. You go to the Facebook group, Super Mama's Getting Tired Facebook group, and you ask something like, it just helps me so much. Feel connected, feel like, oh, there's people out there still that uh, I just am so thrilled to know that you're there. So... Thank you guys so much. And if you haven't yet, please just either send me an email, leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever, Stitcher, all the different podcasting apps. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And today, I think this is kind of a fun topic. It's a light one. It is about hiring a house cleaner. So, Jamie writes, Dear Tori, I'd love to have a monthly house cleaner. I'm just not all that good at keeping the house clean. I mean, I can keep it tidy and I try to stay on top of that house cleaning to-do list, but it never really looks all that clean, at least not all at once. I never finish the job and I just don't enjoy it. But it seems too indulgent to hire a house cleaner for several reasons. The reason I always use is it costs too much money. But honestly, our finances aren't that tight any longer and we could afford it. Good for you, Jamie, for noticing that that is a very common and popular excuse, but it is always an excuse. The other reason, Jamie says, has to do more with the perceptions of class and some harsh judgmental attitudes I was raised with concerning people who have things like house cleaners and gardeners. The perception is that having people do the work for you makes you lazy and spoiled and well, self-indulgent. Because if you can't clean your house, what good are you? Are you even pulling your weight? Okay, Jamie. So what you've got here is a classic case of cognitive dissonance, where you've got two competing beliefs at the same time. Part of you would love a house cleaner. You like the idea of having the whole house thoroughly cleaned at one time so you could enjoy it for that lovely 25 minutes, <laughs> however long it lasts. Those of us who ha- with house cleaners know it doesn't last that long, but it is a lovely 25 minutes. The other voice in your head is saying that you don't want a house cleaner because if you had one, you would have to listen to the negative thoughts and judgments that you have about yourself like I'm not pulling my weight, I'm lazy, spoiled, and self-indulgent, and a really kind of harsh one, what good am I? So Jamie did a great job of identifying all the reasons why she hasn't hired a house cleaner Up to this point. If you're listening and you've got something you would like, but you feel like it's too indulgent, you have a, like, she was kind of programmed with the idea that that's not me. I'm not the kind of person who does that, but I really, really want to do that. If you have something else like that, some sort of goal, do what Jamie did and write down all your reasons of why you don't want it. Okay. Kind of pros and cons, the two different thoughts that are competing in your head. So then the next step is... After you write it all out, is to question these beliefs that you were raised with. Just because they were programmed into your brain does not mean you have to keep them. (laughs) So let's take a look at them and see if these are beliefs that you want to have, that things you want to continue to think, or if they're even hold up to a little scrutiny. So let's question it. Are you pulling your own weight, Jamie? If you think about the course of your week. Are you pulling your weight? If you had a house cleaner, which is, I would say, once a month, you're talking about three hours a month, would that mean you're no longer pulling your weight? How do you even know? Well, I like to ask this question to help moms answer, am I doing enough? Am I working hard enough? Am I pulling my own weight? So all you super moms out there, I want you to ask, what percentage of my day is spent giving versus receiving? Most people who have Jamie's belief system tend to give like 90% of the time <laughs> or 95 and receive 5%. Like it's a completely unhealthy balance of giving and receiving. Now, I don't know if this is Jamie's scenario, but with her belief system that she has, I'm guessing she's probably the least laziest person. That in the world, like people, if they described your personality, Jamie, do you think they would describe you as lazy? Probably not. Do you think that a few hours of house cleaning is going to change your personality? Do you think that you would suddenly become a lazy person if you delegated that chore for a few hours a month? Probably not. (laughs) know? How do you know if you're being lazy? Hmm. If we were to look at that kind of with a more of a kind of scientific eye, probably you would have a messier house. You might spend hours a day self-indulging, maybe binge watching Netflix shows till, you know, all through the day. (laughs) So we just want to take a look and question these beliefs that you have, like that hiring a house cleaner is going to turn you into a completely different person. So if I want you to think about a mom who you would label as lazy, first of all, can you even think of one? Like somebody you actually know in your real life. Maybe you have an imaginary picture of a lazy mom. So let's picture her. What percentage of her day do you think she spends relaxing in order to earn the title of lazy? I'm going to say it's got to be at least the majority of the day. For me, if I was going to judge somebody else as lazy, it would have to be at least like 52% of idle time and 48% working. That's just my own judgment, I guess. I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) So you really want to question these beliefs that just because you have them doesn't mean you have to keep them. You have to think that if you hired a monthly house cleaner, does that mean you suddenly spend 52% of your day lounging around? Probably not. As we said, the clean house doesn't really last that long. So these beliefs that you have aren't don't really hold up to scrutiny. And from what I could see, you can argue with me and tell me where I'm wrong. But I don't think a monthly house cleaner is going to dramatically change who you are or your values. You're still going to be you. You're just going to have a cleaner house. And maybe a little more relaxed. (laughs) Many of us grow up thinking that every thought we think is the truth. I mean, look what's happening in our country with the extreme Democrats and the extreme Republicans. Both parties think their thoughts are the absolute truth, and they are adamantly standing by their convictions, believing that they are the only ones fighting for freedom and democracy. So, You could call this lazy thinking, if you want to play around with the word lazy. Lazy thinking is just continuing to believe the thoughts that your parents programmed into you without questioning. So you especially want to question the beliefs that involve harsh judgment, like like these kind of are pretty harsh. Or that keep you from being who you want to be and living a life that you want to live and helping you feel, you know, like you're kind of enjoying your life. So I want you to think of a mom who you really like and admire. Do you have somebody in your mind? She's like, you look at her and you're like, God, she's such a good mom. She's got her act together. I really like her. Now imagine that she has a housekeeper. If you know somebody who like this, who has a house cleaner, picture them. Do you think she's spoiled? you think she's lazy? Has having a house cleaner made her lazy? If I told you that I have a house cleaner and a gardener, would you think to yourself, what good is she? I mean, now that she doesn't clean her own house, she's not any, she's not providing any value as a person. That's a pretty harsh judgment. Now, most of us reserve these harsh judgments for ourselves, but this is what you want to do. You want to think, would I tell somebody else that? If I had a friend who says, I'm thinking about hiring a house cleaner, would I say, well, then what good are you if you can't clean your own house? Like, you're just spoiled. Would I tell my daughter that when she grows up, she better not have a house cleaner because then she's so like, that means she's going to be lazy and spoiled. Is that really a message that you want to pass on to your kids? So every time we try to change, do something new, go outside our comfort zone, these self-critical comments are going to show up, but that doesn't mean we have to listen and obey. Are people who clean their houses more valuable members of society than people who don't? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Do you think that you can contribute more? Like, you know, as a person, Uh, what about men? Are they lazy and self-indulgent if they let their wives clean their house for them? Maybe we might think that, or maybe we wouldn't. Maybe this is a very uh, stereotypical kind of belief that a woman earns her value through house cleaning, right? Sometimes it's embarrassing when we start realizing that our thoughts are pretty sexist or pretty uh, stereotypical or pretty like, you know, just... uh, not really aligned with what we want to be thinking, right? Sometimes it's amusing to go, oh my God, I can't believe I think that. But I do. I think a woman should have a clean house and a husband can get his value from earning a paycheck. Like that's, pretty old fashioned. So try to have some levity around it, you know, be amused. But these are just programmed beliefs that entered into our brains without us even realizing it. So you just need to give your brain an update. It's like you do your software on your phone, you know, they're like, would you like to update your software on your phone? You're like, yes, I would. Well, we're going to do that to your brain too. So the first step, notice what you want. You want a house cleaner. Admit it. (laughs) Say it proudly. Give yourself permission to want what you want. Then, step two, ask yourself why wanting it is so bad and wrong and write down all the thoughts that keep you from getting what you want. Step three, now this is applying to anything. This is just house cleaners, right? This is anything you want or desire that you think you maybe shouldn't want or it's too indulgent or you feel guilty or anything like that. Step three, Question those beliefs. Are they true? Do they apply to everyone? Is every single person who has a house cleaner, lazy, and self-indulgent? And if not, why not? Are they kind? Do you like these thoughts? Are they aligned with your values and who you want to be? That's all step three. It's what we just kind of did. And then step four is you want to imagine, who would I be without these thoughts? And then you could start kind of asking around, <laughs> ask your friends who have house cleaners, like, what thought do they think that makes it okay in their mind? Do they feel like they're being too indulgent? Do they feel guilty? And if not, why not? And really start to think of, like, well, what do I value? What do I think is important? So I had these same, I was programmed, we'll say, with these same beliefs, Jamie. Like, I can remember, you know, my mom saying, like, oh, we're just not that kind of people. Like we don't have house, we didn't have a house cleaner growing up. My mom cleaned the house herself. Now, what's funny is she does now. She hires a house cleaner, well, I don't know about current COVID, but when she got older, she started delegating that test. So she got over it. That means I can get over it. But I definitely, when I first hired a house cleaner, like I felt so kind of guilty and embarrassed and I tried to... Not make it seem like I was lazy, I guess, until my identity kind of grew into and made it okay. Of like, yes, it's okay that I have a house cleaner. And here's why this is what I think about. Okay. Step four find out what other people think. As a life coach, I want people to do work they love. I believe we all have special skills, talents, and interests. And when we listen and we obey those inclinations, it fulfills our purpose here on earth. I feel like when we're on the right track for our lives, it feels good, it feels amazing. And so the more we can just kind of follow what feels good, the better our life becomes. We fulfill our calling and our purpose here on earth. Not everybody has the same purpose, right? Like it, I know that cleaning houses is not my life's mission and calling because I don't enjoy it. it I've never enjoyed it. It's not something that lights me up. But you know who does enjoy it? House cleaners. They love restoring order to a big mess, transforming a house, moving the energy in a home, right? You just every time you clean and you move that you're like moving the energy, bring a new life to it. House cleaners love the physical rigor. They love listening to music, they love talking to their friends. Well, making people's home living environments more beautiful. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's more fun to clean somebody else's mess than it is your own. (laughs) I think most people would agree with that. Like being able to do someone else's house cleaning. Like even if you just swapped with a friend, said, I'll clean your house, you clean mine. It would probably bring more joy to the situation. When I clean my own house, I am taking away an opportunity for others to do work they love. I I don't wanna take time away from my mission and purpose to spend it on an activity that lowers my vibrational energy, you know? It's like, I can clean my own house. I just prefer to encourage people to follow their passions. I can color my own hair, but I would rather support my hairdresser's passion and love for it. She really enjoys it. I would not. So why not put money where the joy goes? I want to ask you, Jamie and other super moms who are listening, who would you be with a little self-indulgence in your life? I know your thoughts say that you would be lazy and turn into the selfish person, but I want to ask you, you who are listening, with a little more self-indulgence, who would you be? My hunch is that you would be a little more relaxed a little more playful. You'd probably le- yell at the kids less. You might appreciate your partner more. You might laugh easier. you play more games. You'd feel more balanced. I mean, really, what good are you then? <laughs> what good are you if you're happy and balanced and joyful and appreciative? A whole lot of good. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is a fear of relaxation. Those of us who grew up with the old Protestant work ethic that is hard work, no play, no fun, that the path to heaven is earned through self-sacrifice. And just, have you heard the saying, uh, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean? My gosh. If you grew up like I did with this old-fashioned hard work ethic, well, you turn into a supermom. But you could also develop a fear of relaxation. So sprinkle a little bit of Catholic or Jewish guilt on top of that, and sitting still can put some moms into a panic. The reason is because as soon as you kick up your heels or indulge in a relaxing activity, in comes this mean drill sergeant voice, this nun with the ruler (laughs) in your head who's telling you you are lazy and self-indulgent and you're selfish and you need to get off your duff and do something. So instead of talking to our inner nun slash drill sergeant, we avoid her by working to the point of exhaustion. The problem is that there's never an end You never get to this place where like, oh, I'm done. Now I get to relax. You know, it's like when you're in school, you can power it out through finals, but then you get to be done. And it's a very clear point of relaxation. When you're a mom, there's no differentiator. Every day it's the same thing. Your to-do list never ends. There's always more to do. That house is never perfectly clean. It doesn't work. This system that maybe you developed as a kid of like, work, 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 then chill and relax does not work when you're a mom. Even if you go on vacation, you're just doing the same chores in another location. (laughs) So our higher self knows that we are meant to live in harmony. And your higher self will try to restore equilibrium by sneaking indulgences behind your own back. If you're not going to give yourself permission to relax and indulge and enjoy in a little selfishness, your higher self is going to do it without your permission. You're going to find you're staying up super late at night watching TV instead of going to bed. You're going to inhale potato chips in the car before you even get home to unpack your groceries, trying to get some sort of treat or reward or indulgence. You might find yourself getting sick or having your back thrown out or getting physical aches, pains, and illnesses as a way for your higher self to restore balance without asking permission first. So if your higher self's gonna do it for you anyways, you might as well, on purpose, indulge and relax. Start off small so that that drill sergeant can't get too mad at you little five minutes of relaxation in the middle of the day. Talk to your inner drill sergeant and remind her that it's okay, that nobody's going to die if you relax a little. If you lay down and take a nap in the afternoon, your 10 and 12-year-olds will be just fine. They will learn how to fend for themselves a little bit. Learn that they can take care of themselves. So you gotta sometimes you have to talk to your little drill sergeant. <laughs> Reminder how important it is for you to refuel your tank, that it will make you more productive if you are more rested. And that indulging a little is just restoring balance. So you want to just do it enough. Do lots of little increments of relaxation and indulgence so that your brain and this drill sergeant can see that relaxing doesn't kill you and that it's actually easier to indulge in relaxation and selfish activities and that it's no harm will come to you. Okay. So we want to just have, develop this nice relationship with your inner drill sergeant or your inner nun where it's like, I hear you, your opinion is noted, but it's not necessary. I'm going to rest I'm going to indulge. I'm going to be a little selfish and all will be well and right with the world. <laughs> Today's super mom power boost is what I call sacred time. When the pandemic hit and we were all staying home for days on end, I found myself in need of rituals, some structure. You know, I I always had, I mean my whole life because I was a teacher before. So I always had school schedules to give structure to the day. So during the school year, I just, I really liked having that structure. Without it, like a summertime, I would go a little crazy. Here we were during this pandemic, total lockdown. I found I needed something to help me anchor my day. And I needed this, some sort of ritual. And so I discovered sacred chocolate time. I went and bought my favorite chocolates and I told my family that these were off limits to them. Nobody was to touch them, but me, they were my sacred chocolates. And every evening after dinner, I would take out the box and I would smell it. I put my full attention on the chocolate. I would savor each bite, the smell, the texture, pay full attention and I noticed that it started to become my favorite part of the day, even though the name sacred chocolate time. I just liked it. So I started to play around with the word sacred and wondering where else can I apply it? I tried sacred teeth brushing, but it didn't work that well. I struggled to make it feel sacred. Now, sacred dishwashing was really nice. I put on some music, I lit candles, I savored the warm soapy water. It was lovely, but it was just hard to maintain because the dishes was sort of a never ending (laughs) type of task. The one that stuck around the most is what I call sacred pet the doggy time, which just makes me smile every time I think about it, because I just think from the dog's perspective, she very much enjoys sacred pet the doggy time. And it just means that you drop everything else. You drop that inner critic that says you should be doing something more productive. And all you do is focus your attention, whether it's petting the dog, eating the chocolate, washing the dishes, but you just try to find ways to bring the sacred into your indulgence. Because when you use the word sacred, your inner drill sergeant or your inner nun, who's very harsh, she has a hard time arguing with it because it's sacred. And so it feels important. So instead of having your higher self create balance by sneaking in indulgences, do it deliberately by adding the word sacred to it. It's my sacred ritual of watching The Bachelor while FaceTiming my best friend. This is my sacred bath time where I read a book and I put on a candle or I watch Netflix, put my laptop on the toilet seat. (laughs) This is my sacred coffee and journal time in the morning where it's All for me. It's just my little sacred time, and nobody else is allowed to disturb me. So think about using the word sacred around things that feel a little indulgent to you and see if it doesn't elevate it and kind of bring it up to another level that feels really, really important. Today's quote of the day is the first couple lines of a Mary Oliver poem You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Thanks so much for listening, super moms. I will love you and leave you. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends.